The Money Show. Small business. It's fight night. Pavlo Fatidis with small business this evening. He is the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. I've been building up data and evidence against your hypothesis this evening, Pavlo Fatidis. Um, the digital marketing is dead. I will give you a chance to uh, state your case before we deliver the smackdown. <laughs> okay, so you know how you begin winning a war? You create context, you create a frame, and then, Bruce, you control the frame. So the frame I'm going to give you to fight me in is, let's just define what digital marketing is. So, so, we are, so we're speaking on the same topic because digital marketing is all about getting your brand out there to connect with customers using specifically the internet and other digital communication. For example, email, so email marketing, social media especially, web-based advertising, but also any of the text and other related multimedia messages that you're going to use as a platform to reach your customers. And Bruce, I specifically am arguing this position from a business-to-business point of view. So companies that are selling business-to-business, not business-to-consumer, but business-to-business, and they are typically small to medium to large businesses. Let's give it a, a 1 million rand a year to 150 million rand a year revenue. So that's the can of worms. That is the segment against okay. which All right. very comfortable All right. to be. All right, all right. Because uh, are you therefore conceding that business-to-consumer digital advertising does work? And I say this to you because I asked Khari uh, Fouri, chief executive of Capitec, who now has 17 million customers. I mean, he's got so many customers, he doesn't know what to do with them. Um, they're lining up digitally. Um, and five years ago, he said most of the advertising was above the line, radio and television, traditional advertising. They have, over the last five years, switched to 60% digital. 60% digital. Um, uh, and so that's a very big switch, and they've been growing exponentially throughout that period. Uh, and then he also said a big portion of what they do is 30 million face-to-face interactions every month. And you go, oh, maybe it's those things, actually, that work. But would you concede that business-to-consumer has a place in the digital marketing space? Because then we can put that one aside, and then I may be more uh, um, in terms of – more on your side in terms of B2B. No, but Bruce, you're not playing fair. The agreement was that we're going to talk about businesses doing annual revenues between one and 150 million. Yeah, now, yeah, last time changed, I looked, you just changed the rules Capitec as we came on. Significantly, <laughs> no, no, no. Capitec has a significantly different turnover, and with respect, they can throw money at this because he or she who throws the most money at this is going to eventually dominate okay. the space, especially around SEO and pay-per-click advertising and Google advertising and AdWords because that is just a function of affordability and the money game. No, no, fair enough. But just your provocative title of is digital marketing dead? Um, Is digital marketing dead for some people, for companies between, what are the numbers, one, two? One to 100 million. million, Okay. But specifically specifically in the business-to-business environment. Got you. 
Okay. Uh, that, I'm, I'm now on board and ready to listen because I was thinking you were thinking digital marketing was all dead and there are tons of agencies, digital agencies, people throwing themselves out of windows, particularly in places like Woodstock and Cape Town because the entire rent depends on the digital advertising model working <laughs> or at least being able to convince people that it works. I, I'm delighted that you've clarified because I do think it works from a business-to-consumer perspective. How well, I do not know. Um, but, okay, so talk to me then about this idea of business-to-business advertising. I mean, traditionally, you would advertise if you were a business trying to get the attention of other businesses in trade magazines, for example. And Kevin Hedewick used to love reading these sorts of publications when he was on flights and he would find deals and acquisitions and all kinds of opportunities because he would go and scour those sorts of places for for opportunities. In the digital world, you argue it doesn't work. Absolutely. I don't believe it does work. And, And I think there are two reasons, Bruce. Either the covenant, the agreement between us and the the digital platforms, the very, very few highly concentrated dominating digital platforms. And I'm talking Google, I'm talking YouTube, one company. I'm talking Microsoft through LinkedIn, specifically a social media, professional social media platform. Um, Of course, we're gonna talk about Facebook and um, uh, Instagram, uh, we'll throw in Twitter, uh, let's throw in Baidu, let's throw in uh, TikTok and a couple of the others. And in the beginning, in the very beginning, five, six, seven, eight years ago, do you remember what the Google payoff line was when they first launched and they created that search functionality? Everything you can search or something along those lines, can't remember. Don't be evil. Don't be evil. They created a trusting environment and trust them we did. And in the beginning, we were told, develop content, original content, good content, fresh content, develop thought leadership, dominate your expertise by way of the content that you produce because content is king. So create good content and the quid pro quo is we will build and support the building of your community, your followers, your likes, your uh, interested parties. We will rank you high upon search, and we will rank you comfortably and consistently across social. And so we did, and it worked. And then we would place a small ad, and the ad would pop the day it was placed. And Google Ads was alive and well, and keyword searches were vibrant, And if you produce the good content, which came at great expense and great cost, you would rank high up organically on all the search engines. And then, Bruce, things changed. What happened shortly after that, once we had gone and started to invest deeply in creating content, stretching the edges of our brain to come up with original thoughts, thinking, and entertaining vibrant content for consumers that that will were, that were become our community on the basis that when we had an offer, we could offer our offer to our community. And that's how we got paid for the effort that we made. And then what changed is that these companies listed, they all IPO'd and they turned their gaze away from you and I as users of their platforms to the investors and the asset management businesses looking for returns. And ever since then, 
these algorithms that they use to support search, to support ratings, to support how you present and how you feature on their platforms have begun to change and deepen in complexity. And as soon as you get your head around an algorithm, it somehow changes directly thereafter. And everyone is constantly left guessing. So where we are today is it's simple. You pay to play. Go ahead and build your content. And yes, we will migrate you up the curve. Do so because we need the content on our platforms to attract more people like you. And when I've worked hard to build my content and I have a thousand followers or whatever the case is, and I'm about to now introduce a promotion in return for the content I've developed for my, what I thought was my community, I discovered that when I pre present my promotion, I get four or 5% of my audience, and then I'm asked to boost my advert on my own promotion <laughs> into my own community. It, and it, on top it, of it, when I yeah, you, you you feel like you you, you feel, yeah, it's I don't know, it'd be like it's like going to a restaurant and being sold. Okay, fine. Here are all the ingredients. There's the kitchen, and don't forget to clean up once you cooked your own food. <laughs> Completely. That's honestly, that's really how it feels. It really feels that way, and the stats are increasingly showing this. Um, but you know, we live and work in a changed environment, and exactly what. Um, uh, was a Harry Furry who said in the old days, yeah. we used print, etc. Yeah, in the old days, in the old days, TV really worked. You know, if you think about it, in South Africa, what, what were your options? You had SABC, you had, you had um, ENU, uh, uh, what are they, NCA, ENCA, and then you had multi-choice. And there was nothing else, nothing. So when you placed an ad, you knew more or less that you could reach 1 million people or 10 million people. But that's for corporates. It's not for SMEs. Radio. Radio popped in the old days. And what's happened of late? Increasingly, what the new habits that have developed around radio is that we're sitting in a situation where many, many people weren't in traffic for the last 18 months. They develop new habits. They develop podcasting and audiobooks and music streaming. Bandwidth has come down. Internet radio has boomed. TV streaming has boomed between Netflix and many, many others now competing for our attention. And digital access into TV and radio has become tougher and harder to get right. And print. Bruce, I think that COVID was the final deathbed for many, many titles. There are a few titles left, but in truth, print, mm. print, well, today, very hard to get any impact from print. That's so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, it's also become far more complicated from a business perspective. And, you know, we can, do we, do we start playing a blame game or do we start playing a solutions game, Pablo? Well, you know what, who is to blame is absolutely right. You, when you work with digital agencies or when you work with the platform providers, um, you're often told that it's your error, your fault. And it's very often the error and fault of that business. Because to make this happen and to make it work digitally, you really have to hone in to what we refer to as personas 
You need to understand your business from the perspective of a customer. And you need to understand how that customer will behave digitally. So hopefully you can reach them digitally. But the problem is that the underlying tech is changing far faster, Bruce, than any of us can absolutely embrace or understand. So it's become so complicated. If you've ever looked, for example, at a report, an SEO report on your website, it is profoundly complex. The complexity that sits behind the algorithms and the demographics that support social media, advertising, and marketing. Frankly, they're almost, they're, they're, they're meaningless to human beings. Completely. And, and you need to turn to experts. So we do. We do. We go to agencies. And in many instances, when you meet with an agency, and I have researched, especially, especially Bruce in the UK and in the US, of late, I've researched the positions the agencies put forward. And the agency business is a tough business. To start, you mostly start in the SME space. SMEs are impatient. Digital marketing is a long and expensive game. So eventually, the agencies migrate up towards the corporate curve, and they start to serve corporates. And SMEs are sitting there saying, well, I got my personas right. I'm spending money, more and more and more of my money, on trying to now compete with corporates for AdWords and pay-per-click advertising. I simply can't. And mostly when I look behind the wall of my agency, I see they're supporting one of the underlying platforms, either as a, a platinum provider or have deep expertise in an email marketing platform. And everything they're sharing with me is governed by how that platform works as opposed to how really people engage digitally. So, so what's the results... This, what is the solution? What is the solution, Pablo? Because so many people want to get well, their messages out into the public domain and they kind of uh, shoot blindly because this, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a cheap process either to engage in. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. So, look, you know, my message to agencies out there at the moment is... If you have confidence, if you have confidence that digital marketing works, I think it's really important that you decide who it works for. And I do understand that as an agency, you need to chase down all the business you can chase. But if you understand who it works for and you have confidence that it works, well then Bruce, I'm seeing the very early stages of something called performance pricing emerge out of the United Kingdom. And performance pricing is interesting because performance pricing is where a couple of the forward-thinking agencies that have deepened their technical capabilities, that have got and really understood who they're serving, are saying, if we deliver defined leads to you that you can engage and close, perhaps we should be paying you on the basis that we are confident we can get that job done. And that's the one area of evolution I'm seeing in the space. The second area is I ran a roundtable in the UK with very well-established businesses, medium-sized businesses. They are a particularly grumpy bunch. And of the 29 people there, when I presented my case saying digital marketing is dead, 28 people agreed. And I said, how so? And they said, we have not gone back to LinkedIn. We don't open emails anymore. We can spot it from a mile off. And what we are doing and where we are migrating 
is back to good old-fashioned relationship marketing. We're going to figure out how to get it right digitally, 